The following podcast is recorded and produced by the Podcast Precinct in affiliation with the network at BICBP-radio.com. The Podcast Precinct. Consistency. Creativity. Culture. to the airing of Reavers. I am one of your hosts. I am Johnny Towns, and I'm joined by a couple of pretty sweet Sith Lords themselves. Matthew Johnson. Hello. And Brian Finch. Hey. That's exactly how I imagine all the Sith Lords sounded. <laughs> hey, come to the dark side. It's Darth, it's Darth Finch. Hey, absolute <laughs> power. I would. I do think if I was uh, on the dark side of the forest, I'd be one of those who thought I could catch more bees with honey. Type of <laughs> type of type of Sith Lord. <laughs> that reminds That's a nice me one. of a, the yeah. an episode I was or, or movie. I guess I was just watching of uh, the. Our topic of the day, and there was some force tickling going on. I was enjoying quite a bit. <laughs> so Johnny would be a force tickler instead of a force choker. Oh, yeah. <laughs> force tickler would be my that's my uh, stage name at the strip club. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the force tickler. Welcome to the stage, force tickler. <laughs> he doesn't like consent. He is force tickler. <laughs> He'll ask, but your answer doesn't matter. It's <laughs> the force tickler. Oh, yeah. boy. We're going to have fun today, everybody. We're going to talk uh, specifically the Lego Star Wars video games. and But I think we can also t- uh, kind of toss in the Lego Star Wars uh, animated shorts that have been out as well, if we want to talk about those. Of course. I've seen, I think I've seen most of those myself. I've seen a couple of them. They're, I think they're pretty well done. They're They're very well done. Anything, yeah. honestly, anything Lego is, um, anything when it comes to Lego is just spectacular. They've done such a good job. Um, you know, obviously we don't, don't want to get into too much detail yet. We still got we got to talk a little Ahsoka first, but they've done such a good job of, um, using Star Wars to give themselves life. Like it's crazy. Yeah, it's- yeah, we'll get into it for sure. There's a nice little history with lego and star wars where they kind of helped each other out in a way big time and and we'll we'll get into that for sure uh but before that guys we've all now seen the full series of ahsoka and i guess we should talk about our thoughts how we feel about that ending uh where do we think it's going to go from there there's all kinds of stuff here yeah what about you, Brian? What? What? Did, let's go around and what are what were your thoughts on that finale, Brian? Yeah, the uh, we covered two episodes on the last one, so we we got four for this one, and 
to round it up into one big blurb would be I, I think they did as good of a job as they could do without giving away too much with a bigger idea on the horizon, meaning the movie that Dave Filoni has been given um, that we believe is going to be called heir to the empire. That is at least the holding name for now. I, I would imagine they keep it. And um, it, it's, it gave me a lot of good like breadcrumbs that kept me wanting to watch the next episodes um, you know, each one led to the next one with a little more angst and just, you know, you weren't quite sure how much they were willing to give you because, you know, the penultimate, like the ultimate like goal is to have a all encompassing movie that brings in a lot of these series and these characters together, like from Mando and this. Um, so I guess overall I was pleased I I said in the group chat that I was worried about the way that the series would be wrapped up as far as Balin's character and the fact that we no longer have the amazing performance from Ray Stevens Stevenson to use in the future. So yeah. where his character is left off, spoilers, uh he's just on the planet uh on top of one of the Mortis gods on the father's hand kind of looking towards a mountain with a beam of light shooting from it which you would imagine is some sort of uh force sensitive place not probably jedi related not sith related but something has been calling him he says and i would imagine that is where he's going to be called to and it sucks that i think um they had bigger goals with him yeah. next season um, because I think we probably get another Ahsoka season before the movie, right? I would think I, so. I, think I don't know anymore. Quick. With that yeah. strike going on, I, I don't know either. But yeah, uh, yeah, I that's to me that's the biggest travesty of this whole thing, and uh, and it's no, obviously it's nobody's fault. You can't predict something that horrible happening to one of your actors that you most certainly obviously have big plans for. And in my opinion, one of the most intriguing characters they've had in Star Wars in a long time, yeah. uh, 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 that character. So, yeah, I, they're kind of had their hands tied behind their back. Matt, what did you think of how the series ended? Uh, I mentioned it in the group chat and in several other uh, appearances that, you know, overall really like the show. Um but I, I left I, the last episode. I felt very unfulfilled. I felt like there was like this cliffhanger but there was no i i couldn't i couldn't get no satisfaction as a uh as the great rock band rolling stones um once said it i i so i think we didn't get to talk about two i think missed two episodes before the last one i think we're, we're the last two i'm pretty sure um that's all we we um we didn't. We had left to talk about. So I'm trying to think back uh, to some of the stuff. Obviously, it could be mistaken, but uh, you know, it, the the second to last episode had a had a pretty happy, you know, happy ending um, to it all. Right? They Ahsoka defeated Balin, um, and Shin Hadi, uh, you know, kind of she lost the duel and just kind of just ran off. Um, Ahsoka and Ezra were reunited, which is really neat to see. Um, 
And that was kind of like this this touching ending that was really like, it, okay, cool, this is uplifting. But there was like, it was so weird because it's like, we, yeah, we know there's stakes in the background, but it didn't seem urgent like at the time for them to get back. So I had mentioned, I think, to Johnny and Will maybe, and I don't know if I said it to Brian, but man, something's going to happen. Something weird is going to happen um, in the next episode. It's going to be like a villainous ending. Um, which it was, which it was, but again, it was just very in, like inconclusive, uh, you know, with it all. We did get to see some really cool appearances, you know, C uh, C3PO popped in um, for the Senate hearing, uh, a nice, another great chopper, uh, you know, appearance as always, but it, yeah, the ending just kind of left me disappointed. Cool action sequences in that last episode, probably some of the yeah. best. Uh, I thought it was wonderful seeing three Jedi, you know, together for the first time since, um, you know, that weren't one of the prequel character, you know, groupings, you know, we really don't, didn't get to see that whole lot, but it was just neat to have some different characters wielding a lightsaber together and, uh, love the idea of zombie stormtroopers. Glad that kind of came to fruition and it's in, in a way that we didn't really anticipate, but kind of did. So yeah, I mean, I think you're both right. Overall, I also really enjoyed this series quite a lot. I think it did a lot of things very well. I do. I asked this, Brian, of Matt and Will on the on the panel discussion. I do think that the, and this is a, a problem in a way, but I don't know how you solve it. That Star Wars has with this stuff, right? It's that. There's so much there in Star Wars. Like, let's say somebody is watching Ahsoka, but they haven't, but they, <laughs> but they haven't, uh, like watched Clone Wars or Rebels very much, right? Like, how much do they get out of this show, Ahsoka? Because I do think that it doesn't really do a lot of hand holding on a lot of aspects. It sort of expects you to know a lot about you know the evil here the you know why do they want to keep this giant blue man away from <laughs> from all of us right uh why do, like there's a lot of those type of questions i mean i went into it and i haven't seen all of rebels i've seen very little rebels but i'm a star wars nerd so i've at least looked into it right so i kind of know some stuff but then i had you know my good buddy trevor who is like a lapsed star wars fan he loves mandalorian right but you can watch Mandalorian and not really have and not not really need a deep knowledge of Star Wars. You can just kind of get into it as long as you know some of the characters. Uh I don't know if they do that here in Ahsoka. But with that being said, I still really liked it overall. I think this was a great show, very fun. Um I thought the my favorite fight in all this was I didn't I wasn't expecting to be a sword going up against a lightsaber, but I really enjoyed that. That duel, that was a really nice fight. Uh, but yeah, um, I think there's some things I would have personally liked to have seen a little differently on the ending. Uh, like, I mean, why do you split them up to have some of them stuck, but let one of them get away? You know, why don't you, like, that's just didn't, I was like, just keep them all together. Like, I get you weren't, you're going for the Empire Strikes Back type of ending in a way uh, where, you know, the bad guys are kind of getting the one up on everything. And I like that aspect of it. And I think, and also, let's just go and get this out of the way. Overall, as a show, I thought the performances were very stellar. 
in this in this series. I thought everybody brought their A game. And like you were getting at, Brian, to me, the humongous heaviness of this show is that we lost an incredible actor that we'll never get to see again uh, portray a character that I was incredibly uh, intrigued by. I really want to know more about this character. Uh, and that's just that just really, really blows and sucks and whatever other sexual innuendo you want to use. <laughs> it's terrible. <laughs> you know, I, I think we all can agree there that yeah, that dude was, <laughs> but that dude was so good in this. So so good. And that just is that's the big bummer in all this. And I think, you know, when we were discussing an earlier, you know, episodes we were discussing the earlier episodes that we all kind of had a vibe of just we weren't sure how much we were going to be able to get out of this series and like i kind of already said like i don't think they really did deliver too much and i i want to know if i could talk to dave filoni and be like did you write this entire storyline and then start chopping it up into episodes. This, the point A to point B, Ahsoka to the movie. All right, but now we need episodes. So episode one, chop. Episode two, chop. And I don't, when you do a TV series, I don't think you can do it necessarily like that because it leaves, it's so uneven. Um, yeah. Some of those and, episode endings were, did feel a little abrupt. Right. And, you know, so much happened in the last episode that I think that maybe you could have thought about it a little differently and you wouldn't have to go for such a big, like you said, Johnny, I was going to say the same comparison of it's an empire ending. It's, you know, the good guys are okay, but, you know, there's enough bad stuff going on with them that you don't really know what's going to happen. And I'm okay with it and I trust it. And that's the biggest thing is if this was, other executives and other showrunners or what have you people involved in Disney Star Wars I would be a little apprehensive of like do you know what you're doing but at least with Dave Filoni you know you're in good hands you know he cares about I said this on the last episode he cares about these characters more than anybody else on the planet right now he created these characters with George Lucas so so many years ago that he's not going to just flub it at the end here. You know, there's a goal, but it's just, I think, unfortunately, because he did get the big picture and, you know, the promise of you get a movie that he probably wrote this in a way that it doesn't lend itself to be perfectly written as a TV series, but in an overall story, it'll probably end up paying off. Yeah. Yeah. And another criticism for me and it kind of goes back to what I was saying earlier. I mean, let's just use Ray Stevenson's character in that finale. You only see him that last time uh, on that statue. And I'm just going to tell you, Brian, I had to ask I had to ask y'all what was happening because <laughs> I didn't know the, that reference there. I just didn't know. I was like, what's that statue got to do with anything? Obviously, you can tell it's something important because it's a wicked looking statue. Yeah. But, you know, they don't. he doesn't say anything. He just stands there and you realize and you can and i realized it was something impactful on him but like i got nothing else out of it like i just was more confused than anything 
Right. And Johnny, your, to your point, um, you know, like, like you just said, and what you said previously about having to know, like know too much to kind of follow along. You are, I mean, Mando was very simple to follow. I was pretty checked out of star Wars when Mandalorian finally dropped. And I was, it, it kind of, it brought me back in because yeah, it, it was, it was pretty simplistic. There's some cool characters and stuff, but yeah, this, um, you did, you had, you had to know a lot and you and I have talked about it quite a bit on panel discussion, you know, to discussing Marvel where Marvel's at right now with, with the whole multiverse stuff. But, um, Storyline storytelling in 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 entertainment is become very very extracurricular, uh, very I think compl- complicated for some. You know, me me and Brian were were relatively in the know. Um, you know, we've seen stuff, but I mean, Johnny, um, I mean, you know, you, you come into this, you're probably yeah, <laughs> and you know, and and I've I've watched the majority of Rebels. I th- I believe Brian's watched all of it. Um, you know, for, for someone like, you know, yourself, Johnny, or, you know, like my parents try to watch this stuff cause they hear, Hey, it's the new, and they're, they're so lost and have no idea what's going on. I mean, I guess, I, I guess there's kind of ways you can take it at like, you know, at, at certain values, but it's like, you know, do we, I think people like, would have for, complained for a either way. Yeah, oh, for sure. For sure. If they, if they would have went and give you those details, people would have complained that they yeah. did that. And if they didn't, people were going to complain that they, that they didn't. Because it's right. a big or beloved franchise. Never complain. We're <laughs> super <laughs> rational. We're chill. We don't yeah. let us out. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, I mean, yes. you know, it's like... Han Solo would need... like a word. <laughs> we, <yes>. <laughs> we don't need to see Batman's parents killed or, you know, or... Spider-Man's uncle killed. We all know that stuff happens. That's like in pop cultural lexicon at this point. Right. And we've seen it enough times on previous things yeah. that we get it. We understand it. And to me, that's why when they when Marvel kind of restarted Spider-Man, it worked. You already knew that stuff. They they kind of mentioned it, but they didn't show it again. You know, that's sort of why that, that one works for me. Um, at least at least when they did this where they were they they forced you to feel like you're being left out on something at least it isn't just leaning on heavily on the books like that right. would suck for people because that's not as easily consumed as Correct. a 20 minute episode of rebels where you right. could go on google and be like or clone wars where you can be like johnny could be like um you know, episode six Ahsoka statue question mark, and it would be like, oh, those uh, the Mortis gods. That's the father, and then like, yeah. then on Google again, it's like Mortis god father question mark, and then it would pull up an episode yeah. for you. You could go straight to right now on Disney Plus, and you can watch it. Right, um, and so I will say that, that it's that it's yeah, and it's good enough that I did want to look that stuff up. Uh, the real issue would have been if I watched it and I didn't care, but that's not. <laughs> it was it was done. Well enough where I did care, and I wish that I knew more. It's very interesting that they um, have chosen to bring this in because there's a certain Legends character that was never brought into canon in Led in um, Rebels or in Clone Wars, and that is the mother. Um, and we'll see if she's actually the big baddie that they'll decide to bring in. Uh, Al- Aberoth, I believe, is her name. Um, mm. 
She was a, a mortal who bathed in these certain waters and drank from these certain waters or whatever. And she became a mortal just like the father, the son, and the daughter. But now she's twisted. And uh, in Legends, she has a huge battle of Luke Skywalker. So that's all looming out there as potential new tap-in. Uh, I'll be curious to see if that's a direction that we're headed here. Obviously, Palpatine, unfortunately, is somehow going to come back and uh, <laughs> maybe out Oren somehow. Yeah. Uh, I, I did enjoy... I hope John- they never tell us how he actually comes back. <laughs> I, I really hope they never tell us. <laughs> the the book, it's interesting because, I mean, obviously the, the books lead some, like, there's a lot of curiosity. They did a whole clone thing, but... Yeah, I mean, again, casual fans, casual viewers who don't have time to read all the books and all the, you know, especially that they've deemed a lot of it now uh, legends. Yeah, yeah, just like, why? Yeah, you don't know what's canon and what's not anymore on top of all that. If you're just a casual fan, you're not going to look that deep into that. No. I, again, storytelling is it's just too complicated. Um, yeah. yeah. I love for better or for worse. I love that he's not above any of the legend stuff. I love that he doesn't judge any of that in a certain way to which he won't want to tap into because he is now making some things part of canon. The zombie stormtroopers, there's an entire book about those zombies yep. that you can read about now because that is now part of canon, which is cool. Um, so, yeah, we'll see what else they decide to pull in. Is there any real nitpicky stuff that you guys think you have out there? Because I have one where I said, you know, it gave me goosebumps, but at the same time, I'm like, uh, Star Wars is supposed to be more pure than this. Uh, what, what's that? The end, right before um, Sabine decides to not hop on the Star Destroyer, and she decides to stay back with Ahsoka, they do a force jump and force push which gave me the goosebumps because ooh, it's a throwback to rebels uh canon jars and um as used to do that all the time like constantly they were doing that kind of stuff together yeah so i loved it but at the same time she went from she couldn't she wouldn't be able to move this water bottle if it was empty you know what i mean like and then all of a sudden Within two and a half episodes, this chick's able to force push Ezra a hundred feet and up into the air and onto the Star Destroyer. I mean, he barely makes it, but yeah. And and this is in the same battle where she was told to use her blasters at one point because she was getting dinged. Yeah, yeah, that was but, that was yeah. interesting. Um... <sighs> I mean, they did it for the drama of it, so overall, I'm okay with it. But I completely understand where you're coming from, Brian. Yeah, it, it's like it's like when Ray, it's like when Ray all of a sudden just knew the Force and we could fight with the lightsaber, no problem in Episode Seven. Not that that like it bothered, it, not that it it bothered other people a lot more than me, but it's one of those just weird details. It was, I mean, it was kind of cool to see her coming to her own. Maybe it's like, um, um. Oh, I'm trying to think of like a comparison, but like you have to like like X Men, like when they run into like a stressful situation, 
at high stress, that's when they discover their mutant power. And maybe yeah. there was some kind of togetherness, some kind of moment or something that happened. Not that they really pushed it or, or you know, spotlighted it, but maybe that's the perspective they were going for. But but I, I wholeheartedly agree. I'm like, oh. I do. I think the way they could have fixed that, kind of going along with what you're saying, Matt, as if before the jump and they knew they had to do that, if Ezra, instead of being a little apprehensive, he would he would have been like, I believe in you. Yeah. And we have to do this. And yeah, I need you to help yep. me. Do- yeah. And build it up like that. Then you would have been like, oh, and then it would have really added to the drama more. And you would have been like, oh, that's why she was able to do it because he believed in her and, and she knew she had to. Yeah. Because to save a lot of people. So that, and then that way you're like, oh, yeah. But instead, the way they do it is Ezra's like, I don't know about this, you know, that type of thing. And that kind of takes away from all of it. Am I? In my opinion, but um, let's kind of go around and give a score out of ten on Ahsoka, uh, Brian. What what did you think overall, I and mean, what's your score here? It can easily be a ten out of ten with a few tweaks, and I will say this: without Hayden Christensen's involvement and re-portrayal of Anakin Skywalker, I mean, it probably doesn't go over a six, maybe a seven. Um, mostly because Thrawn was such a small part and he was who I was looking forward to the most. I mean, really overall, what are we looking at? He had maybe 10% of the screen time. Like he was barely there. It was a, Um, it was a disappointment as, as much as Thrawn was hyped up in the trailers, I was a little disappointed with the amount of time we got with him. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's, it's that bringing that relationship to the live action between um, Ahsoka and Anakin that I, I I loved it so much. I have watched it twice. Uh, two, three of the episodes I've watched twice each. One of them I may have already watched three times. And then on top of it, I'm such a big fan of that not Obi-Wan Kenobi guy who I still want to get on the podcast. And I'll still try and do that. But I've watched that so many. I've watched like that stuff like two or three times, four times through because I love how excited he is about the Anakin stuff like we are. Like him he he, he portrays Anakin as uh not a forest ghost, but he's like reacting as Anakin in the same way that as a fan I'm watching and I'm like, "Oh my god." Like this is exactly what we needed because you ruin so much of it with the sequels, like so much of the redemption of Vader, that the fact that I get such a small another little taste of yeah. like how important he is to so many people in the Star Wars world, you know, the fact that he was able to do that again was just so cool, so freaking cool. Yeah. So what are you giving it? What's your actual score? Then? I, I'm a, I'm fine with a nine. I really am. I'm fine with a nine, and it could have been a ten. Um, with more yeah. more Thrawn or more Balin, I would trade more Balin for even maybe a little little less Thrawn, and that would leave the mystique of Thrawn yeah. out there. Like, I think we got a little too much Thrawn and not enough Balin in the idea that you didn't do much with Thrawn. If you, yeah. if I thought you accomplished more with Thrawn in the series, I would have been more excited to see him. But I don't know. I mean, knowing 
not many people have read the books and there's a certain i don't know mastery of scheming and planning that we just barely got to see and it was was kind of just kind of like he'd even try and it's like you would think that it would have been a little harder for him to get them to to get off track and to like lose sight of the goal of that they're there to stop Thrawn but I don't know I mean he had a long time to prep I guess he knew this was gonna come I don't know yeah that's cool too yeah I'll go next um yeah, I kind of think for me the main complaint would be that though Thrawn, and this is coming from a guy who knows very little about him, does seem very threatening and I like his presence. It does feel very heavy and and scary, but he doesn't really show you why he has that mystique about him at all during what you see, right? Like if you go back to the original trilogy, the reason like Vader's sitting there just force choking his own people, right? And you know, it comes to like, and you know, and just he's just so in the you know, James Earl Jones' voice goes along with it, and it's just a perfect like you get right away that you don't mess with this guy. I do think they could have done a little more thrown with that. I don't know how they would have done it, but if you're a person like me who has very little knowledge of this character. All I'm going on is what this show has already told me. And they haven't really said, they've just said basically to me that he's a threat, but why is he such a big threat? Why is everyone putting him up on such a pedestal in a way? Right. Um, I do like the performance of Thrawn. Uh, I think he's the way he's voiced, even when he's concerned, how that uh, actor shows concern is really like I, he's 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 acted out very well is what I'm trying to say. I just wish they would have done more with him, like you said, if you're going to have him here. And of course, the Balin thing is just again a bummer. Um, I still really like this show. I thought it was really good. I really enjoyed it. You know, I I had voiced some concern about the last saber fights being really lackluster in the early ones, and Matt was like, "Well, we'll think they might they'll probably get better." And thankfully, Matt was right. I do think they did improve. As it went on, and that's really fun fights in this as well. Some fun characters, uh, you know. I'm blanking on that droid's name. I was with him the whole time. Who was the Jedi droid? What was his name? David Tennant voiced him. Oh, uh, Hu Yang. Yeah, I really liked him. I mean, we didn't even talk about him. What a great uh, character! You finally get to see in live action. I thought they did a great job with him too. Mm. Uh, and so many little things that they put they put on here in this show that I really really liked. Um, I think I understand your nine. I think it's justified. I want to give it an eight and a half. I really, really liked it. I would still put Mandalorian overall above this for me, but you said something really intriguing to me, Brian, and that is how important Anakin Skywalker was to this series Ahsoka. I, I kind of agree with you. He added some layers to this that really made you go back and be like, man, Hayden Christensen just rules. Yeah. You know, he needed this. I, this is such a great, this is the best part of this is his redemption in a way to Star Wars. I really love that aspect. And I have, and I'm just telling you how well they did this. I've seen the first two seasons of Clone Wars really liked it, but I'm not seeing all of it. And I had goosebumps when he called her snips when he first shows up. Right. 
Like, it was just so cool how well they done that. So I loved it overall. Eight and a half. It could have easily been a nine and a half to a ten, like you said. Just little tweaks. It's just really little complaints for me. But I'm very excited to see where they want to go from here. What about you, Matt? For sure. Uh, I'm in the same camp. I originally stated eight and a half. I'm going to stick with eight and a half for my score. Uh, the big thing, again, like Johnny said, the Hayden Christensen stuff was amazing. It it helped not not only Hayden's uh, redemption in Star Wars, but I also I think it also helped, you know, in story Anakin Skywalker slash Darth Vader's redemption in the overall uh, story arc as far as what's going on. You know, that scene with him as a force ghost kind of smiling at Ahsoka at the very end was like it was like cool. And I hope it's not the end of it. It felt like a goodbye, uh, but I hope that's not the end of him doing, you know, doing stuff. Uh, I think the biggest thing lacking was we didn't have a concrete like villain one, right? like villain number one, you know, like that's probably like it, it, it's tough because like I mean, Book of Boba Fett did the same thing where, you know, it, oh, the Pike Syndicate, the Pike Syndicate, the Pike Syndicate. Oh, Cad Bane's gonna show up in up uh, the episode at the end of the episode before, and Cad Bane's a really, really big deal, and we're gonna kill him. Um, there was various, yeah, right. I, I hope not. It was tremendous. No one ever um, dies in Star Wars. <laughs> Have you, haven't you watched the Simpsons uh, Star Wars? <laughs> Have yeah, you not seen how many? We not watch Disney Star Wars. Don't even need to go Simpsons. Seen all those people get stabbed by lightsaber, but it don't matter. Qui-Gon's <laughs> like, oh, God, I wish I would have made yeah, Qui- it to the Disney yeah. era. era. <laughs> Qui-Gon's the, the biggest travesty in all this. If he would have been killed during the Disney era, he'd be back already. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. he would have been all right. That, that not Obi-Wan guy on YouTube that he brings uh. up so many times, and he goes... <laughs> He goes, you tell me I could have lived through this? She goes, well, back to tankers, back to tanks are actually invented like 10 minutes after you died. <laughs> <laughs> I know. It's shitty. But um, no, like there, there, like there was too many, like I didn't feel like there was a villain, like a, like a, like a main villain. It was too much. I think it was too equally shared. You know, when one of them was presented in a strong way, the other ones were kind of on the back burner. So when those ones that were on the back burner became the main villain focus, it, it didn't like feel like you didn't feel the villainy, I guess. Like, again, the first couple episodes, Balin Skull built up, built up, built up, and then he'd just be gone for an episode. Like they wouldn't show him at all, Um, you know, in, in the apprentice Shinhati. And, you know, so there was that Morgan Elsbeth. Uh, felt like a secondary character the entire show. Um, and I know she like how strong she could be, but she just felt like a secondary villain. And that being technically the big bad that Ahsoka duels with, I just, I didn't feel it. Um, I, I didn't feel it, you know, as far as that obviously one, that one was set up with Mandalorian. It was, but even still, I completely forgot about her after Mando season two, after her, her episode, like, I, I forgot. I forgot about it. And it's not to, like disrespect her or you know the actress or, or the character, but it's just like it hadn't been portrayed as a major threatening character. Um, yeah, she got the cool night sister, you know, boost at the end, the little power boost with the sword, and that was cool and all. But um, yeah, like her being the kind of the final bad, I was like, ah, whatever. And then, like I said, the, as much as Thrawn was being hyped up in this. Uh, in in the trailers and previews, it it was it, it 
it was a little disappointing. We didn't get to see the full mastermind. Obviously, we're hoping that we get a bigger taste of it. But yeah, I'm comfortable with an eight and a half. I thought there was a lot of good stuff. Um, all the actors, did, I thought, did a very, very good, good job. I have zero complaints about the acting, um, especially, I mean, the added pressure of being a uh, actor or actress of a beloved cartoon character or a beloved fiction. You know, some of these characters have been loved for years, 10 plus years. And and the bar was set very very high for Hera, for Ahsoka. Well, we we are we have already seen Ahsoka, but for Sabine, for Ezra, for Thrawn, the bar was here, and a lot of them crossed it. Um, you know, so I, I thought it was a very very good job, um, acting wise. But, but yeah, some weird story story stuff. Like I said, uh, it is what it is. But eight and a half, I think, is a very appropriate score. Um. Yeah, the the ending was just we I knew it was coming and maybe that's what hurts it, but um but yeah. Yeah, that's right that's where I'm sitting with. Yeah, yeah. Right, so overall we all did like it though. Uh now let's move on and talk some Lego Star Wars, guys. Uh we're gonna have some fun here with Lego Star Wars. You know, we kind of talked about earlier how these two companies or these two properties really sort of saved each other. The story of Lego without getting too deep in deep in the woods with it is they were at a point in the nineties where they were kind of, kind of struggling in a way they were not growing. Uh, I mean, they were still putting out Lego sets, you know, like the, Ones you would see like fire trucks or city sets, stuff like that. Uh, but they were like, we got to do something here. And that's where Star Wars kind of comes in. And they were like, well, what if we see if we can get a uh, get a franchise? And it was kind of the first time they really even truly done that, where they dove all in with a property that they themselves didn't really create. Yeah. And it took off for both of them and they became must have sets. These Lego, I mean, good God to this day, if you find uh, a lot of these star Wars sets, they'll retire them as they say, and they'll go for ridiculous money. These things. It's insane how much some of these sets can go for now. I have wanted the Lego death star for 10, like 10, 11 years. All right. I just wanted it. Cause I was a, I was a big Lego collector. Uh, I was doing that when I was living in Rochester and had no business buying Lego stuff because I could barely afford to live. I was buying Lego stuff and that's how I would, I would live. I was just so excited with the minifigures and such. Um, but man, that Lego Death Star eluded me. I was like, man, I just want to just, just people, people come together so I could yeah. build this, you know, for give it to me for Christmas. Just come together and buy it for me. <laughs> and uh, they never did. They never did. But yeah, I mean the Lego Death Star set was iconic. I I built so many of these things, um, and just oh god, I still have some of the minifigures at the uh, at the studio. But the 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 bricks, the sets, I had them all built, and then when I moved back home, they took them apart and then all just kind of disappeared. But yeah, they're really it. They're just so cool. Yeah, so cool to like play with. Even me as a grown ass man was like, yeah, I was. Let's do this. and Just so much fun. Yeah. Brian, did you get into the Lego Star Wars sets? 
Not at all. I was I've never been a big Legos guy. I've never collected them. I've never purchased them. I've never asked for them. Um that kind of so that's this, shocking to me in a way. I mean because you do like collectibles. I know. And I I have some sort of Lego thing behind me, but I received it as a gift. Yeah. Um, yeah, you didn't get it sort yourself. Right. Car thing that I built, but uh no, I don't know why. I really don't. Uh I know I know that just like I didn't like Power Rangers because Voltron came first. Um <laughs> there was a Fisher Price toy. Okay, that boomer. Like, that was like Legos. <laughs> It was like Legos, but it was different. What was it called? Mega Blocks? Uh, no, if my brother was here, he'd be able to tell me. Lincoln uh, Logs. They're like maybe called Connects or something like that. There was oh, Connects, Connects was, was cool. A thing. Yeah, yeah. It's where you could make like you connected stuff. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this is. This is... <laughs> Matt coming out with the most descriptive uh, thing I've ever heard. This we go to Matt to tell us all blind, stuff we don't know. This is Brian's blind spot in Star Wars, one hundred percent. I, I, until <laughs> doing homework for this, I had never played a game. I had never thought about playing a game. I had never watched any of the shows or movies. I had never thought about watching the shows or the movies. I didn't. I never got it. I didn't understand why you, why a little Lego person that you would use in a set which is fun and I get that, but then you want to watch them on screen and not only do you want to watch them on screen, you, you want them on your screen reenacting a movie that you saw real people do. And, but now you want it in Lego form. I don't, I, that never appealed to me. I just never got it. So this, I think the reason that I liked it is that it is sort of uh taking something I love and sort of recreating it in a, in a goofy manner, but still loves it. Still loves Star Wars. Like it's not making fun of Star Wars. It was like a parody, just, like it, it within yeah. itself. If if that's, yeah. I think is an appropriate way to describe it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, I've always loved the Lego video games ever since Traveler's Tales started making the Lego games. Yeah, and that also comes from an aspect of I am a giant sucker for any game that has like a collector aspect of it, where you got to collect them all of these certain characters and yep. and, or, or and stuff like that that will always hook me and these Star Wars and these not just Star Wars but these Lego games that's one of their main things right there and that's why they've really always appealed to me and I mean literally in the last the latest Star Wars game like how many characters can you end up with Matt it's a ridiculous number I think it might be 500 plus I, mean, I might be overshooting <laughs> a little bit but it, it was a dis- especially with all the add-ons yeah, it was disgusting the amount of characters you could do. You lose a lot of variety when it, when you do that. Like some of the characters feel the same. Oh yeah, some of them are definitely just uh, paint swatches or whatever you want to call it. But, yeah, yeah, but but there was a an, a lot of characters, and and that's that that's something that I I've always enjoyed, and that's why when I when I when I first started playing Lego Star Wars game, I was so excited that I can have characters from different eras interact. Like yeah. I I played complete saga first. I did eventually have like because I I don't think complete saga was on PS2. I could be mistaken, but I eventually so I bought the individual um, 
the the original Lego Star Wars and the Lego Star Wars original trilogy, and I played those separately, and it was cool because you could actually port characters over to the newer game. But like the idea that I could have like Anakin and Luke together in a video game, like side by side fighting with each other, I I've always like I've always loved that. When I was a kid and playing with toys, or or I mean literally anything. When, when I used to like write like fan fiction stuff just like in a little notepad just but i always i always wanted to see like these unlikely characters interacting with, with each other yeah i thought it was I always I, i'm like you i would always have like my ninja turtles would take on uh you know hulk hogan and goldberg <laughs> yeah <laughs> For example. i'd have toy wars where i'd separate all the characters there was a star yeah. wars spot there was the marvel <laughs> dc i used to do the green army man but that was like in very fitting that Lego was a toy, but it gave me the plat, you know, the platform to do that with with a ton of characters that I enjoyed. Um, you know, all we had heard, you know, around that time, episode two, we heard the connection, right? Count Dooku and Qui Gon, right? They're connected, Master and Apprentice. Okay, well now I have a video game where I can actually put them together as a team and play as a, and obviously it's not like anything major, but foot sentimentally for me. I'm like I'm in love with with this opportunity to do that. It's just it's just cool to see it. Um, yeah, and I can have a, a game where I can play as both Jedi and Sith. Yes, I can do both, and that's pretty fun for me. Yeah, there was <laughs> yeah. a lot. So, um, Brian, I did want to ask because you actually got to play um, the newest Lego Star Wars. I, I'm very curious as to your first time experience. Uh, playing a Lego Star Wars game, but you did play the newest Skywalker Saga one. Um, what were your thoughts on it? I mean, did you enjoy it? Uh, what was your just yeah? What, what was your perspective on it? I didn't really enjoy it. I uh, it wasn't even about whether it was Lego or Star Wars. It was one of those. It's one of those games where you have to. It's like a like a puzzle game kind of like you, there's like certain there's things some aspects around. yeah yeah and you have to like move these pieces to line it up and then you can unlock this door I hate those games I I have no interest if I want to play a puzzle if I want to do a puzzle I'll literally do a puzzle you know what I mean I, I don't want a video game that's a puzzle if I'm playing a Star Wars game I want to be able to chop people up with lightsabers and whatnot so I played two levels of it and i enjoyed the jokes more than anything and that's that's something we'll talk about i know as we go along here but um that that's the biggest takeaway was i did enjoy the humor and that it doesn't you know i liked poking fun at itself i liked that a lot and i i can see how kids absolutely gravitate to it um, a hundred percent. Like, in, in it may be even some kids' like favorite property, or even yeah. you know, pe- or people that grew up with it. I should even say, you know, because I I didn't. Uh, I don't know if I've ever played any franchise like Legos at anything. Um, yeah, video game wise, there, there's some any, anything. There's yeah. bangers, I can't Brian, think of like, any of my friends having models like or, or like the the sets. I can't right. think of anything. No. I I I mean, I guess I'm, I'm not in the Swedish uh, building blocks, right? The, <laughs> it's a Swedish company, Den- Denmark. Yes, it Denmark. was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. 
my uh, my buddy Trevor literally has a basement where he's got an entire Lego city he's built, uh, including with a train that goes around. It's pretty remarkable. I ain't even I'm very jealous of it. Uh, but I mean, that's the thing, though. Too is like almost every Star Wars game now has some light puzzle elements to them. I mean, even uh, those recent Jedi Survivor and the one before that has aspects of uh, puzzle solving yeah in them yeah uh but i mean i get it uh that's just a personal preference i i absolutely love them i think they're all the i don't think i played a lego game from traveler's tales that i didn't like and i've played all of them i think I, I, maybe the open world for the newest one was maybe possibly overwhelming too, because a lot of the side missions and stuff there there were a lot of like pause like deep thought ones. Yeah. Brian, I think you would enjoy um, the complete saga, which would came out there. I do have a disc copy of it on the PS3. If you're ever interested in borrowing it, it's level by level. Every movie, which is just one through six at that point, has six levels in it. And it breaks it up. It breaks up the story pretty nicely. Um, and it's it's not too thought provoking. I don't think it's too, that really that thought provoking. No, um, no. So. Oh, the only way that it becomes very much is if you're like me and you want to try to hundred percent it. Right. But if you just want to play through the story, then it's pretty straightforward overall. Yeah, that what the open world I was excited for. Um, well, for me and you love world. the Legos, Lego stuff. So I think it, yeah. it helps for us for that aspect for sure. Yeah, uh, but people, I mean, people like different aspects of video games. That's why video games are awesome. Different video games can speak to different people, for sure. Uh, yeah. Brian, what what could have let what could have like maybe twisted it like to to a point, and uh, you know, twisted it or what could have been different in your playthrough experience that maybe you would have enjoyed it aside from the puzzles and such. Was there anything else that could have been corrected? No, I'm sure it's a good game. It's just I don't care about Legos, right? No, I mean that, that's fine. I mean, I, I like the Final Fantasy series is major. Matlow's Final Fantasy, and I've tried to get into it, and I just can't. And I've yeah. tried, and I have a lot of friends who love it, but I've it just doesn't speak to me as it does other people, right? Uh, so I get it, Brian. You're not going to get any hits from me for it. <laughs> well, and it's not. I don't even like. I I like that it's a big thing for people, and I like that it's been as successful as it was because I do know that it in the lore of Legos, it has relied on these franchises to keep it afloat um, because it went through some dark times there. So I like that aspect of it and um, I'll probably never revisit it. That's okay. Right. That's fine. Yeah. I mean, you broke my heart a little bit, but other than that, (laughs) that's that's totally fine. Well, let's also talk about, you know, there, there there've been some pretty great little Lego shorts. Uh, that you can watch. I don't want to get too deep in the woods on those because maybe we might want to cover one of those at a later date or something like that, especially as we get closer to the holidays and they have some holiday-specific episodes of that stuff. Uh, but, Brian, you didn't you say you watched a couple of those? What did you think? I did. I watched two of them. I uh, I was enjoying them enough. The, the first one I did was... Was it the All-Stars one or something like that? All I know is that it's very Finn-centered. Um, and a lot of the jokes 
centered around the sequel. So I didn't enjoy it as much, but I did finish it and it was fine. And there was plenty of moments that I, you know, I was laughing by myself because there's no way my wife is going to watch anything Star Wars, let alone Lego Star Wars. <laughs> is, is that too much to ask? That's, even, no, that's, that's doubling the nerd power that she no, never had. So, But I just, uh, I only have a few minutes left of it, was watching The Terrifying Tales, which I think is the newest one maybe that's come out. Uh, it was released in 2021. Uh, and uh, I will say that of all these movies if you give me vader and palpatine just those two it's gold baby that those guys together are hilarious i want to i just palpatine's lego palpatine is one of the funniest things i've watched he's so good and the only spoiler i'll give is in in the terrifying tales they do a kind of what if Luke Skywalker went to the dark side and he gets trained by Vader and they kind of mimic some of the stuff that he was doing with Yoda. So at one point, Darth Vader's riding on top of Luke Skywalker's back. <laughs> and I was, I was laughing quite hard to my, to myself there. Oh. They do, they do that a lot. There's a, there's one where they go on vacation, Palpatine That's- and Vader. And that was very funny too. I, that's the one I didn't watch it on Disney Plus. I was watching, I think, just clips of it that I found on YouTube. Yeah, that was pretty funny too. Yeah, yeah. There, there are fun ways I think to get the drive the point home f- for, uh, uh, or not drive the point home for, but like I think it's a good way to kind of bring kids into yeah Star Wars because uh, you know there's there's it is a rite of a passage and and some people do perceive star and it, it, it's violent there's no doubt about it there's some level of violence but it's i think for, for a kid's perspective like i i don't know i they have the right it's the young jedi show was that what was that one that that like i would rather sit with my kids when that happens you know with watching a Lego Star Wars movie versus Young Jedi. I just, you know what I mean? Like, I feel like there's, a, there's, a, you can, everybody can kind of appreciate the Lego Star Wars movies or, yeah. you know what I mean? The, the Lego Star Wars flicks. I think they're fun. And they're just fun jokes where if, you know, Young Jedi is the only option that I have, I'm probably going to, I might leave the room. I, I don't know, or read a book or something. Um, I feel like there's a nice appeal between adult and 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 kid with those yeah. that that I think I, I think it adds a nice some nice value to it. I watched the, I think it was a I've watched a couple of them. There was like a summer va- the summer vacation one, and there might have been one other one. But they I had like I feel, a holiday one pretty recently too. That's pretty good. Yeah, I, I I I'm I'm all I'm all in on you know I I want more. I think more is good. I think more is good. Yeah. Because they they do they make these characters fun and there's some cool like crossover. I watched one I I don't remember if it was the summer vacation one or what, but it was like Luke versus the Emperor, like in a lightsaber duel in Coruscant, which is like something. Obviously, it's not canon, but it was just cool to see them in like the Chancellor or the Emperor's office from like Episode three, like the and just just battling over some cube. Like it was I was it was it was it was cool. It was neat to see. So yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah, I, I 
I do think it's a great gateway for as something that kids and adults can both watch and get something out of it. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, that's been uh, the area grievances. Do we want to tell them what we're going to do next time? Yeah. So next next month, um, I get choice, and uh, we're going to do a little bit of a split one because there's nothing really new Star Wars coming out. There's no movies. I mean, obviously, if a trailer happens to drop, which we're not expecting anything, we'll talk about it. But um, so part of the episode is going to be a just a general discussion on Star Wars toys. So, um, you know, Kenner, uh, I think I don't know if Toy Biz did it, but, you know, we had the power of the force figures and, and you know, they got the newer black series. Um version figure we'll just do a general star wars toy discussion because there's a lot of cool toys over the years star wars made a killing companies made a killing off of star wars toys uh yeah so we're gonna do that go into some fun detail with that and then we're gonna do a character uh analysis on thrawn because he's a newer he's a newer character a fresh face for a lot of people who don't fully understand where he comes from there's a lot of backstory um you know, with his lore. So we'll have a kind of a general discussion about Thrawn. So it'll be a the, kind of a split episode, uh, which would be pretty neat. I'm very much looking forward to that. Well, thanks for listening. We appreciate each and every one of you out there that listens to us and enjoys Star Wars like we do. Uh, for Matt, for Brian, I'm Johnny. Until next time, may the Force be Lego. Lego my, my Force? <laughs> Lego my ego? Join us.